Hello and welcome to Plus One to Gaming. I'm Chris, and in this episode, I'm going to be going over our latest tool to help you get prepared for your next D&D session, our D&D campaign template. Let's get into it. A solid D&D campaign template helps you answer the age-old question, how much do I need to prepare for my next D&D campaign? You know, we've talked a lot before about over-preparing and how easy it is to go overboard. Using a tool like this helps you efficiently organize your information so you can focus on what matters, providing a great experience to your players. If you want to jump in or follow along, head over to plusonetogaming.com and download your template. Link is in the show notes, and you can download that totally free. No email address or personal information required. We do work hard on this podcast and blog posts and creating tools like these, so... We would really appreciate it if you head over to plusonetogaming.com and subscribe or subscribe to wherever you consume this podcast. Thank you. And a quick note, this template is just a general guide. You might include sections that are relevant to your game, add sections that you don't see, or take out things that don't fit your table. That's totally okay. It's meant for you to customize. So let's get into how to use and customize this template. We built this template to help you prepare for your next D&D session but you can also use it to plan your next campaign. Because let's be real, unless you've got some crazy good improv skills and all the handbooks memorized, preparation is the difference between getting off to a smooth start or a fumbly entry that leaves your players confused about what to do. Don't let that be you. And the purpose of this template is not to write lengthy exposition or descriptions. It's just to efficiently capture and organize the important information and elements that you need to prepare for your next session. So keep it short and stay focused. You can have the fine details later, after you've fleshed out your outline. It might seem silly or nominal, but giving your template clear titles keeps your notes and thoughts organized. As a DM, you'll likely be referring back to these notes, so set yourself up for success from the beginning. What I like to do is uh, give that campaign a title with some kind of name or the adventure book I'm running, a session number, and then of course the date. So next we're going to talk about premise. Now, every campaign should have some kind of premise or theme, even if it's fast and loose, sort of driving the world. These are the truths of the world. For our campaign in the world of Aoa, for example, one of the major themes surrounds the planes and how they're interrelated. These don't have to be overly stated. They can just be subtle things that are woven out the world that, that give it immersion. Another way to say that is you don't need to beat your players over the head with these premises, but it is something to think about. The next thing is the world type. We know that world building can be an overwhelming task. One way that you can jumpstart this process is selecting a world type to set your game in. These archetypes have different distinct feelings and truths about the world that directly impact how the campaign plays and feels. So here's some examples of world types to get you started. You're referring back to these in your template as a reminder of the setting so you can create and continue to create an immersive experience for your players. And this is really helpful if your players are visiting different types of places that could vary in world types. Don't forget to check out our post on collaborative world building to learn more about these world types. Here's a quick overview of those world types. Fairy tale worlds are near utopias where almost everyone is innocent and kind. Sometimes there might be a looming evil, but usually nothing too difficult to defeat. Heroic worlds are good places where the heroic ideal is alive and well in people's hearts. However, such kindness isn't as common as in fairy tale worlds, and evil isn't as rare here. Noble bright worlds loom on the balance between good and evil making every deed count. And I would say if you're playing in Forgotten Realms D&D 5e, 
Noble Bright is probably where most of these adventures take place. Gilded worlds hold evil and dark hearts beneath a pretty surface. Think Westeros. Suffering and misery are commonplace. And in the grim dark world, something has gone terribly wrong, and nothing but suffering exists for those who find themselves there. Now let's talk about party hooks. If you refer back to our knife theory post and our post on backgrounds, pulling elements from your players' backstories are a great way to keep the game feeling immersive and really tie the campaign to the players. It gives them some sense of ownership over it. So as you're going through your zero session and listening to the characters' backstories and reviewing their character sheets, pull out some of those, those party hooks that you can use and have available. Have those handy at the ready so then you're not fumbling for a way to insert them into the next adventure. It's a fluid and seamless transition. The next piece is the main objective. So for your campaign, there's typically one you know, final goal or maybe series of goals that the party must complete for this adventure to end. Keeping that written down clearly and concisely here allows you to ensure the party's objectives are aligned with that. When they're not, that's when the party starts to meander and the game starts feeling slow and clunky. And the same thing is true for your side objectives or side quests. Next, let's talk about the antagonists. Knowing who's available and on hand working against the party helps you remember that those things are happening behind the scenes, especially as the party is doing their adventuring. What are the bad guys doing or what is the opposing force doing? Having that written out here, who they are and what they're doing, their goals, allows you to set up interesting plot situations and scenarios for your party to navigate. And again, this is all in an effort to create a responsive and immersive world. Now let's talk about recap. Every role-playing session should start with a recap. But don't bog your players down with the play-by-play -play summary of the last session's events. Boring for your players. Instead, select three to five key points that the party accomplished or didn't and get right back into the game. This is also a great place to remind yourself and the party of the time of day, the location, the season, and similar types of information that can be useful. Another option too is to let the party recap and give their own personal accounts of what happened in the last adventure. And then you can just kind of fill in some of the important gaps. Now let's talk about clues and secrets. Managing the story elements, NPCs, and reacting to the player's choices can take up a lot of mental space. This makes it easy to forget the small or hidden details the party can discover that really makes it feel like a fun, immersive world. Keeping a list of clues and secrets relevant to the party for the next play session, make sure that you don't shortchange the party on these fun discoverables. And some examples here are hidden notes that the party might have to find, and also add what the difficulty of investigation might be to reveal some of these secrets. Knowing what random and planned encounters lie ahead let you have those tokens and stat blocks ready, making the transition into combat more seamless. Because combat counters can take a long time, knowing whether to expect combat in the session also helps determine how much material to prepare. If I know the session's gonna start with an hour and a half of combat, I might not have to have as much story material prepared afterwards. Now let's move on to relevant NPCs. Now as dungeon masters and storytellers, we aim to create immersive worlds that feel lived in. Taking stock of which NPCs will be interacting with the players in the next session gives you a chance to prepare for jumping into their shoes. And that's a lot of fun. So write down their names and their relationships, and maybe a few points on how to roleplay them. And finally, we have treasure. 
what D&D adventure would be complete without magical loot and other rewards? Instead of randomly rolling off tables, which is fine, but maybe a little uninspired, take this time to list out the potential treasure and rewards the group can find as they work through the campaign. You can always adjust this list on the fly. And if you've taken our zero session advice, you can also pepper in some wishlist items the players might have. And again, along with the secrets and clues, if some of these treasures require an investigation or, or some other task in order to achieve it, write that down here too. D&D campaign templates are incredibly useful for preparing efficiently for your game sessions. This is just one of the tools you can have in your toolkit. Check out our other tools like our AC calculator and our ability score calculator over at plus1togaming.com. And as always, take what works from you from our toolbox, leave the rest. That's the beauty of our role-playing community is that we get to share this stuff. We hope you find this campaign template useful. Head over to plus1togaming.com and take our one-question survey and let us know what you're interested in. It goes a long way in helping us decide what content to create and make sure that we're hitting the mark. That's it for this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and head over to plus1togaming.com for more live discussions, actual plays, character creation tips, and more. Thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you next time.